Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Tonight I, I thought I'd do something a little different. Uh, <clears throat> been teaching a, a lot the last oh <clears throat> six or seven nights I've been doing something uh, um, teaching. I was just in uh, Victoria, Canada and was uh, teaching throughout the weekend there and uh, the joy course a uh, couple of nights this week and <clears throat> was in an all day uh, meeting at Spirit Rock <clears throat> with the Governing Teachers Council um, and I came back oh, about uh, five or so and um, usually I get some some um, inspiration for a topic and I looked uh, <clears throat> I looked through a few of my books at uh, some suttas, some Buddhist suttas. I thought, oh, some words of the Buddha that maybe I could just uh, reflect on and and uh, have a conversation with you about. <clears throat> but um, nothing really grabbed me tonight, <clears throat> uh, except uh, the thought of sharing some of my um, <clears throat> some poems from Dana Falls, my, my favorite um, poet, <clears throat> who's written a number of different volumes of poetry uh, that I love, all about practice. And I uh, picked out a few poems that you probably wouldn't have heard before unless you uh, know her books. Uh, and I thought I'd share some and explore together with you. And uh, <clears throat> then if we have time, just have an open conversation about practice. I was first going to do some just Q&A, which, I, uh, which I, I don't have a chance to do very often. When I give a talk, I find that I keep on talking and then there's maybe about you know seven or eight minutes for questions afterwards. And I always think, oh, why don't I be more quiet and find out what's going on with you guys so um, we might actually have a chance to do that tonight uh, after I share some of these poems. But she's so amazing. I, when, we, when I teach at Spirit Rock, when I do the month-long, uh, teach the month-long in February, um, most nights I tuck people in with a, a poem from Dana Falls. Um, and I open to some poems that I... I wasn't quite as familiar with or I hadn't seen in, in a while. Um, so I wanted to share all about practice and we can explore practice together. So the first one is entitled... Oh, let me tell you a little bit about her. Okay. So uh, I first met her uh, when I did a... Um, uh, I was part of a conference at Kripalu, how many people have ever been to Kripalu? A couple, okay. Kripalu is this really wonderful um, retreat, workshop, yoga center 
in um, the Brookshires uh, in uh, western Massachusetts. And uh, she and her husband, uh, uh, Richard Falds, uh, are two of the, the main forces that held that community together after it nearly blew apart. There was some, uh, the, the guru, Amrit Desai, uh, was found uh, to be into sex, money, and the whole deal. Uh, in fact, Daniel Bowling, who is at, uh, who is doing the talk, uh, doing the Kalyanamita thing this uh, this Sunday, was a lawyer um, during the middle of that whole thing and kind of kept it together. He was very involved with the Kripalu community. But anyway, um, it it a phoenix rose from the ashes and it be, it became and is this really thriving, amazing uh, center of consciousness. And Dana. Uh, read some poetry at this conference that just blew my mind, and I said, "Oh my God, do you have, do you have more like that?" And she said, "Oh yeah, I have some, a few more." And she gave me uh, some copies of some of her books, and each one blows my mind. She uh, somebody who uh, has gone through a lot of um, suffering, internal suffering. She was prone to real bouts of depression and uh, self-judgment. And she writes this all, she came out this year with a a biography, an autobiography, where she shares her whole story. Um, But her poems are both um, going down to the depths of of um, inner turmoil to the the heights of freedom, and she's a pretty pretty free being uh, these days. Um, but I've always gotten inspiration from her sharing her own challenges and seeing through them to uh, the other side. So this first one, I thought I'd read. Is um, yeah. Everything I think I'm uh, sorry. Everything I think I'm missing. I'm struggling. There's who I believe I ought to be, and who I really am. It's humbling, isn't it? This being, this mystery, this me, sits here radiating energy. Yet I'm gripped by a nameless fear that I'm missing exactly what I came to experience. I'm suffering, telling myself stories of what life should look like. And then I get the message like a meteor, like the power coming back on after hours of in a storm. This life, this extraordinary imperfection, this moment, just as it is, this is all I'm here to receive. The infuriating, limitless simplicity 
of day-to-day living holds everything I think I'm missing. Can you relate to that? Just this feeling inside, what's missing? What's missing in my life? What's missing in me? Where is there a deficiency? This feeling of not enough, not enough good stuff, not enough resources inside. And it's the the thought, that thought in itself, I'm missing something, that in an instant creates that reality. And it's just the thought. Have you ever, if you've looked at your mind in meditation, perhaps you've seen by now, thoughts coming and going, bubbles just coming and going, and then popping as real as we believe them to be or as empty as we see them to be. As I've said here before, I love Joseph Goldstein, my teacher, his uh, instructions. If you're bothered by your thoughts in a meditation hall, just imagine they're coming from the person behind you. you (laughs) They're just empty. And yet, they seem so real, so solid. We're so it's it's this amazing. Um, hmm, Albert Einstein has this phrase: optical delusion of consciousness. It's this amazing optical delusion of consciousness that, from the inside, as all of those thoughts come, they are so real. They seem so real. Just like when you have a, a nightmare in the middle of the night, it's so real. You can wake up with a cold sweat or you can have a beautiful dream being up in Buddha fields and in the heaven realms or meeting the love of your life or whatever. And it seems so real. And then you wake up and you realize, oh, it's just a dream. It's not so different than this, this waking dream state where we have a thought, we believe it, and then it becomes our reality. And what the meditation shows, hopefully over and over, as you keep on seeing those thoughts coming and going, coming and going, this is all just a creation of this mind. Or as the as it's called in uh, the five skandhas, the five aggregates, the fourth aggregate, this mind-body process of who we are. Form, this body, uh, feeling, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. The fourth skanda, fourth aggregate component of of who we are, meant just simply mental formations. It's like bubbles in cartoon land we live in. And the thought that really grips us, something is missing. Or, I'm not enough. 
And in that moment, if you get hooked and take it to be real, you create a prison for yourself. We all know what that's like, I'm sure. And in the moment that you realize, that you see, oh, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. How amazing. How could I have gotten fooled? No, you don't go there. You can go there and, how could I have gotten fooled? What a jerk. That's another thought. Okay? Don't believe that thought. Just the delight, the joy, the release when you see, oh, that was just a thought. Just as I'm talking now, notice what thoughts have hooked you recently. What thoughts have you believed that somehow tell you you're not enough, or you're not good enough, or life isn't enough. Maybe sometimes you think life is too much. Just, you know, tone it down a little bit, please. Thank you. That's just another thought. It's too much. Yeah, sometimes it does feel like overwhelming. It is too much. And it's important to just create some space in the mind and the heart so you can see. But the thought, this is too much. I'm going to be overwhelmed can either lead you to say, ah, what do I need now to get some space so you're not overwhelmed? Or press the panic button. Uh-oh, I'm going over the edge. And there's no, there's no safety, there's no refuge. That's just the thought. There's the refuge in this moment, just feeling yourself in the body, feeling a connection to the earth, feeling your hands, feeling your feet. Right now, just feel your body sitting here, and you might just uh, feel your hands. Okay? Just become aware. You don't have to make anything special happen. Just feel your hands. Okay. Is that complicated? But when you feel your hands, and just put your attention there, you are no longer caught in the dream. Ah. And then the thought can be seen for what it is. Oh, there's nothing missing. It's just this moment of life. This moment that my mind says isn't enough or needs more or needs something taken away. Just this moment. Everything I think I'm missing. No need to struggle. No need to judge yourself, life. It's just what it is. So this is the first one. Any, uh, we can, I can just pause uh, before I, Go on to the next. Any thoughts, any comments? We can have a, a bit of a dialogue if we want. And, oh yeah, okay, so right here, first, Taylor. Yeah. And put it right next to your mouth. Okay. 
um, what you're talking about is so immediately relevant to me. Yesterday morning, I was um, just really up against an edge that I've been up against for years, and recently it's really been coming up, and it is those the voices of great self-doubt and the suffering that comes with them. But what I was toggling back and forth between was that sort of being in a cage of believing those voices and then stepping out of it and not mm. feeling sort of an easeful delight that you described, but just feeling deep grief and sorrow that um, I, and I was also feeling suffering of all, like a lot of beings, it's just feeling, letting myself feel the grief that, that it is so and that we do go through this and that it's painful. And it was very uncomfortable, but I also, when I let myself actually just feel that grief, which I feel is necessary sometimes, it was very, not even cathartic, but I, it was, it was cathartic. I felt like I was, it felt like an appropriate allowance of a flowing of energy through my body. And I wasn't just buying into the story. I was just letting myself feel compassion mm -hmm. for myself and for all beings who get caught up in doing this to ourselves. Mm -hmm. How how beautiful. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I think it's important what you say. It's not that you just can automatically step out sometimes and say, oh, free, out of the bubble. Sometimes to, to feel the pain of being in the bubble and the way to to get uh, to move through is to just directly feel what you feel, and if you can feel it just as you said so so beautifully, oh, this is the pain of all human beings, so you're not so alone, so this is this is the universal predicament, then there's that connection and a tender compassion that can hold it, yeah. You you gotta feel everything that you feel, uh, in in small enough doses so it's not overwhelming, or you don't get into the the creation of another thought. Oh, I shouldn't be. F there's this bottomless pit. What a how pathetic I am. Just ah, and let's feel this in this tenderness. And uh, in fact, okay. So this just reminds me of another poem, one of my favorite poems that I have read before of just what you're saying allow there's no controlling life try corralling a lightning bolt or con containing a tornado dam a stream and it will create a new channel resist and the tide will sweep you off your feet allow and grace will carry you to higher ground. The only safety lies in letting it all in. The wild with the weak, fear, fantasies, failures, and success. When loss rips off the doors of the heart or sadness veils your vision with despair, practice becomes simply bearing the truth in the choice to let go of your known way of being, the whole world is revealed to your new eyes. Thank you. Was there, there was another hand? I was just going to ask you to read the poem again. Oh, read it. 
Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. Everything, everything I think I'm missing. I'm struggling. There's who I believe I ought to be and who I really am. It's humbling, isn't it? This being, this mystery, this me sits here radiating energy, yet I'm gripped by a nameless fear that I'm missing exactly what I came to experience. I am suffering, telling myself stories of what life should look like. And then I get the message like a meteor, like the power coming back on after hours in a storm. This life, this extraordinary imperfection, this moment just as it is, this is all I'm here to receive. The infuriating, limitless simplicity of day-to-day living holds everything I think I'm missing. Okay, another one. Called, Every Step is Holy. The journey from the known to the unknown, from the unreal to the real, is rarely revealed in advance. The potholes, detours, false starts, and quick retreats are each honorable and even needed in the bigger scheme, in the forest that can't be seen between the trees. It took years for me to realize that the very twists and turns and shadows I labeled problems were really sacred ground, grace disguised as obstacles, the whole path a pilgrimage, mysteries bearing themselves before me all along the way. Grace disguised as obstacles. It's one of, I took that line and it's, it's uh, a title of a section in, uh, in the book, uh, Awakening Joy, that I wrote. Grace disguised as obstacles. What an amazing perspective to live your life from. Grace disguised as obstacles instead of, oh my goodness, who could have conceived a universe like this? Somebody's made a terrible mistake in my life. If I were running the universe, I would do a much better job than this. Stop the world, I want to get off. Missing, it's just grace disguised as obstacles. When you look back on your life, where have the deepest lessons come from? Where has the richness of your character 
developed from the delicious, sweet moments? Well, it's good to know there are beautiful moments in the world, and I'm all for experiencing them, as, as I'm sure you know if you've hung around and listened to what I have to say. But we really grow. We really, when we have growing pains, I mean, that just even that, that expression, growing pains, it hurts to grow. But we need to go through our growing pains in order to really feel the, the inner strength and the character and what really builds us. I was uh, just on this uh, retreat that I was teaching um, at Spirit Rock and uh, Spring Washam uh, read this uh, beautiful story about this fellow who was... Um, who was um, entranced by a butterfly, uh, by a cocoon in which a butterfly was trying to escape, or trying to make its way out. And it, it was struggling and struggling. And this uh, young man uh, decided he just, he was, had such compassion for this butterfly And so he just opened the cocoon a bit and unraveled the the thread just to help it along. Except when the butterfly came out, it wasn't fully formed. And its wings weren't strong enough to fly. And it led a, a very short life, even shorter than butterflies usually live which isn't so long but it never learned to fly and that's that's how it works we need to go through all of our challenges you might say can you just lighten up the script a little bit you know you know but if you really surrender to this idea of um refuge in the Dharma, if you really take that to the deepest place, refuge in the Dharma is saying, I surrender to what life is giving me. Not it's a mistake, but just in every moment, I'm given what I need to wake up. If it's delicious and sweet, what a blessing. Fantastic. So good to know that there's these joys in life. And if it's difficult, what a blessing. Not one that I would have chosen. What a blessing. How much stronger I'll become. How much more compassion I'll have having gone through it. Think of how you've grown over these years. What has made you grow? Probably the lessons that came the hardest. And you see, wow, I made it through that one. That was really tough. That was a bitch. But wow, I'm stronger than I thought. Holy cow. Grace disguised as obstacles. Just having that perspective as you go through what's happening in your life right now, 
whatever you might be facing or dealing with, just what would, what would it be like if you gave that spin to your challenge? Hmm, I wonder what lessons are going to come from this. Or how can I go through this gracefully instead of kicking and screaming and seeing what's in here to meet it? What a different way to go through our life. Or as I often say, thinking of ourselves as um, many of us can relate to this, having signed on for bodhisattva in training practice. You are a bodhisattva. If if you are moved to want to make a, a difference in the world or do something of value in the world, then your real contribution is in being able to meet suffering where you find it, especially, and be there for others. So as you go through your own difficulties, challenges, to see, ah, this is part of my bodhisattva in training practice. And that's the great transmutation that, that is talked about in, uh, in Tibetan Buddhism. May confusion dawn as wisdom. That's the line. Just how to transform the confusion and the anger or the fear and, or the self-judgment or the judgment into compassion and love. That's the magic alchemy that practice and that our heart is capable of. So, grace disguised, disguised as obstacles. I'll read it once again. Thank you. I just read your mind as I was. Every step is holy. The journey from the known to the unknown, from the unreal to the real, is rarely revealed in advance. The potholes, detours, false starts, and quick retreats are each honorable and even needed in the bigger scheme in the forest that can't be seen between the trees. It took years for me to realize that the very twists and turns and shadows I labeled problems were really sacred ground, grace disguised as obstacles. The whole path a pilgrimage Mysteries bearing themselves before me all along the way. That's a practice in itself, living your life with that perspective. So before I go on, any thoughts, comments, questions, reflections? Yeah. Right behind you. I think, uh, I love that thinking, but it seems like when it, I'm in it, I can't, I never notice it until afterwards. And 
it seems like the older I get, the more important it is for me to have connection with other people. Yeah. And that's how I get out of that bubble yeah. of suffering. Is to, you know, the older I get, the more I want to resolve conflicts with people I love and be able to have that connection. And um, that's all. Yeah. And also, connection with other people reminds us, kind of step keeps us, moves us out of our bubble, you know, and just you, you're there with somebody and they can say, hey, reality check here, you know, you're doing okay, or I'm here with you, you can get through this. That's refuge in the Sangha. That's one of the, you know, the, the three jewels besides refuge in the Dharma. Yeah, we need each other. So actually that, that reminds me another poem. She's so good. This is called Sangha. I'll get to the ones that I had picked out. but Sangha. Teach me what I cannot learn alone. Let us share what we know and what we cannot fathom. Speak to me of mysteries and let us never lie to one another. May our fierce and tender longing fuel the fire in our souls. When we stand side by side, let us dare to focus our desire on the truth. May we be reminders, each for the other, that the path of transformation passes through the flames. To take one step is courageous. To stay on the path day after day, choosing the unknown and facing yet another fear that is nothing short of grace. Sangha. Let me go to the, uh, the other two poems. Dare to be nothing. So these are not only about going through the, the darkness. She knows what it's like to open up to the light. Dare to be nothing. Sit in the space that exists before you try to meditate. Rest in the quiet that underlies all thought. Return again and again to flowing stillness without denying a single expression of truth. Dare to be nothing. Know nothing. Do nothing until the vastness pours through you. Live the absolute behind the relative the unifying love beneath all points of view. I'll read it one more time. Okay. 
sit in the space that exists before you try to meditate. Rest in the quiet that underlies all thought. Return again and again to flowing stillness without denying a single expression of truth. Dare to be nothing, know nothing, do nothing until the vastness pours through you. Live the absolute behind the relative, the unifying love beneath all points of view. So let's look at some of that. Sit in the space that exists before you try to meditate. It's a really, um, really rich line. You ever sit down and say, okay, now I'm going to meditate. And your very effort and your identity as a meditator has boxed you in to a concept of what's supposed to be happening. In uh, Tibetan practices, some of the, the more advanced practices, they call it non-meditation. If you can arrive at the place where you're not the meditator meditating, and you are, as she says, just nothing, just empty of all identity, rest in the quiet that underlies all thought. All ideas and notions and conceptions of who you are to just allow life to move through you. Return again and again to flowing stillness. Flowing stillness. This is an image that, um, that's actually in the uh, teachings, in, in the, uh, the, the, the Buddhist teachings. And Ajahn Chah used to say this a lot. Like still flowing water. Because there's both the flowing change of phenomena and the stillness that underlies it all. It's all springing up from nothingness. So there's a stillness, and we can experience the stillness that lies, that we can rest in, right in the center of all the change. There you are when you're meditating. It's a wonderful way to to practice where you just feel the whole symphony of life and all the sensations and thoughts and feelings and everything just happening all on its own. And there's simply the space of awareness, the still stillness in the midst of it all that is simply open to it all, flowing stillness. Dare to be nothing, know nothing, do nothing until the vastness pours through you. This is very much like the Buddha saying, um, the real problem is I-making, my-making. That's the, the term that he uses in some of the discourses. I-making and my-making and mind-making. 
You know, I, me, mine, as George Harrison's old song was. All through the night, I, me, mine, I, me, mine, I, me, mine. Remember that one? As soon as you remove the I, me, and mine, I'm a meditator. How is my meditation going? You know, then there is simply life just flowing through you. And that's where the pointer of the, the true peace comes from. Just right in stopping your trying, stopping your doing. Live the absolute behind the relative. You know, that's that notion of there's an, a relative reality. You stop on the red, you go on the green, you know the, how the game is played. And then there's the absolute reality that it's all springing from. And the game is to both connect with the absolute reality, which you've t- you can touch on in deep spaces of understanding. And then you play the game from that relative reality. It's the game of being James. okay? But there's sometimes an awareness that knows it's just a game. And to play both of those, the unifying love beneath all points of view. That's, that's what's really underneath holding it all together. So, any comments before move on? One last one. Yeah. Yes. Here's the, uh, yeah, right behind there. There's been a mantra that's just been rolling around in my head for, it seems like, a couple weeks now, and it's... Uh, um, nothing to be, nothing to do, nothing to have. I'm not sure if that's the Buddha or... Ajahn Buddhadasa. Buddhadasa, okay. Mm-hmm. And the idea of nothing should be clung to as I, me, or mine. Yeah. But those two mantras are just kind of, whenever I'm quiet, it just rolls around. I think there's a message I'm supposed to get there or something. Yeah. That's it. You. you got it. Yeah. Also, uh, another a great Rinpoche, Gendon Rinpoche, who says something like this, nothing nothing to be, nothing to uh, have, nothing to want, and everything happens by itself. That's an, another variation of that. Okay, so here's the last one, that, what I was using as the title for this. Cast aside the costume. It is time to cast aside the costume of identity, the mask, the too tight pants, the classy silk blouse that says, I am someone to the world. My heart is pounding loudly in my ears. My hands are clammy, unclothed and awake, I long to slip inside a new identity, tie it like a robe around my waist, retreat to a place where the layout is familiar. I want to contain the fear, print a business card explaining who I am, but instead, an experiment, I dance. I unleash the energy of movement, laughter, anger,
compassion, prayer. It's all there. Creativity tangled in my wild hair. And I am free. One with everything that is. My eyes and mind and spirit open wide. Just think of it. I've spent my whole life trying to avoid this. Okay, one more time. Cast aside the costume. It is time to cast aside the costume of identity, the mask, the too tight pants, the classy silk blouse that says, I am someone to the world. My heart is pounding loudly in my ears. My hands are, cl- are clammy, unclothed and awake. I long to slip inside a new identity, tie it like a robe around my waist, retreat to a place where the layout is familiar. I want to contain the fear, print a business card explaining who I am, but instead, as an experiment, I dance. I unleash the energy of movement, laughter, anger, passion, prayer. It's all there. Creativity tangled in my wild hair. And I am free. A whirl of naked limbs. One with everything that is. My eyes and mind and spirit open wide. Just think of it. I've spent my whole life trying to avoid this. So that's the other side of the the I and my. You don't want to just live so much in the loftiness of absolute being and get disconnected from the unique way that life expresses itself through you. The whole show, the anger, the fear, the trembling, the grief, the joy, the love, it's all there for us when we can um, take the leap, be the courage, have the courage to be just who we are. No apologies, no credentials, no need for recognition. You know when you're, when you're by yourself, are you trying to impress? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you try to impress yourself, but when you're just by yourself, most of the time, you're not trying to impress anyone. You're just who you are, Right? What's it like when you're around somebody who's just who they are and isn't apologizing, is respectful, but has the courage to just be themselves? How freeing, how liberating. So this is not about being a very holy spiritual Buddhist or meditator. It's about letting life move through you That's the real freedom. And in that allowing, all of the stuff that's underneath 
the fears and the pettiness and all of that, those are all part of being human. But what is underneath is aliveness, is joy, is love, is clarity, is wisdom, is goodness. That's your true nature when the mind does get in the way. So cast aside your costume. See who you really are and uh, let us see you too. So we should stop here. Thank you for letting me share a little bit of her with you. And we can just do a very brief loving kindness. Uh, Just be yourself. No one else to be. No one's going to be as good a you as you. And you can't be as good as anybody else as them. So just enjoy the freedom of being you. And really honor and appreciate the unique expression of life that you are. And wish that expression well. May I see all the goodness inside and share my love well. And may all beings see their own true nature and express their caring and love and no real peace. And may our coming together be of benefit for all beings everywhere. May all be happy and free. Thanks very much. Have a great Thanksgiving. See you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.